You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons. Welcome you to uh, this man-to-man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, as we're calling it. Wanted to spend some time. Uh, there have been some things that have been happening, obviously, in uh, this past week uh, that have really uh, impacted uh, our young men. And I wanted to address that. I wanted to talk about that. You know, as it relates to players like uh, NBA star John Morant, also with the Alabama basketball team, and there a few of their players were involved in a shooting uh, with a young lady, Jamia Harris. Also going to uh, talk about, uh, you know, some positive examples of manhood, and. Uh, in the last segment when we talk about LeBron James and his business partner, Rich Paul. It's time, 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 that he may be using. And I'm glad in this statement that he owned that I need to make changes for me because as the leader, as the breadwinner, you control the environment. The people that are around you, you select. And a lot of times, unfortunately, and Wilbon alluded to this also, when we start to get fame, when we start to get money, then we try to feel like we keeping it real. Like we trying to be down now. We trying to be tough now. We trying to be hard now. But you made it. And once you make it, your job is to uplift to enlighten, and I'm glad this actually happened at this point of his life. He's a 23-year-old young man, nobody got arrested, nobody got injured, and I'm hearing too many stories about pistols, okay? Allegedly with the 17-year-old kid, allegedly with the Indiana Pacer staff. Last night on IG Live, I saw the video like you guys did brandishing the gun. The next step to that is now recovery. And I believe that he's on that path. I'm happy that he's on that path. He's gonna return and he's gonna be a better person. And because of all of this taking place, he's now gonna be able to live his full potential. A new episode of the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast starts now.
Hello and welcome to brand new man-to-man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemes. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. want to welcome you to uh, this man-to-man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, as we're calling it, where we're going to be talking about some very important um, issues that uh, deal that are directly geared towards men. I want to talk to them today. I want to talk to us as men. Want to have a fireside chat and talk about uh, some some uh, things that have been on my mind uh, even during this Women History Month. I know that uh, this is the time we typically use to. Uh, commemorate and acknowledge uh, the contributions and achievements of women uh, this month but I really felt it important to talk about and talk to uh, men on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show ladies we haven't forgotten about you we've got some great interviews coming up uh, with you very very soon so stay tuned for that Uh, but uh, I wanted to spend some time Uh, There have been some things that have been happening, obviously, in uh, this past week uh, that have really uh, impacted uh, our young men. And I wanted to address that. I wanted to talk about that and uh, and not just necessarily because it's happened this week, but they have been on my mind, you know, as it relates to players like uh, NBA star John Morant, uh, what's happening to him. Also with the Alabama basketball team and there a few of their players were involved in a shooting uh, with a young lady, Jamia Harris. We, we, we're we going to talk about that as well. And then we're also going to uh, talk about, uh, you know, some positive examples of manhood. And uh, in the last segment, when we talk about LeBron James and his business partner, Rich Paul. Uh, there was a very uh, interesting article that came out uh, that I posted on my Facebook fan page about them both, and I want to share that. And uh, I think it's a really good way of capping off uh, this man-to-man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. But guys, this episode is for you, uh, black men, black men. We want to talk to you today. We've got to make better decisions. We've got to make better choices, not just for ourselves, but for our families, uh, for the people that, uh, that, that, that we are surrounded by, connected to. Uh, we've got to make some better choices. We've got to find uh, the, make sure we are connected to the right people in our lives. Uh, it's very important as we matriculate through life, as we move from one stratosphere to the next, from one level to the next, that we're taking with us people that do one of two, one of four things. Either they're adding to us, uh, we're eliminating people that are subtracting from us, dividing us, and we're making sure that they are multiplying us. Uh, you know, we've got to make sure that we are in the company of the right people and they are helping us make the right decisions. And that's what this fireside chat is a is all about because I don't believe that you know every man is privy uh, to or has had these types of conversations with men that are close to them. Maybe some of us don't have 
those types of men in, in our lives. And so if I'm able to serve as a surrogate in this podcast edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, then I then then um, that's what I plan to do and hopefully empower you, inspire you, motivate you to move into a different direction. I hope I'm speaking to someone uh, and sharing with you some good advice in this man-to-man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It has been a long time coming. We have done some of this in previous episodes talking about some men that we admire. We've talked to some men that we've admired as well. And of course, you can always go back to, if you miss any of our podcast episodes, you can go back to our archives of over 250 uh, powerful editions of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We've talked to men like Dr. Martin, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s own son, Martin Luther King III. Uh, uh, we've talked to uh, Dr. Frederick Douglass Haynes, pastor of Friendship West Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we talked to professors and educators. We have talked to a number of positive and powerful men, Dr. Eddie Connor, another one of our good friends that was on the show a couple times. So we encourage you to go back, listen to some of those episodes. But again, we plan to deal with and address some issues that are dealing directly and pertaining to our black men in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So I hope you're listening. I hope you are um, have an attentive ear to what we're going to be sharing with you uh, in this week's edition. Guys, I want to welcome all of our new listeners um, to, to our Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to us. Shouts out to each and every one of you, whether you're listening uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, anywhere you consume or listen to any of your podcasts. Uh, we are just thankful that you've taken the opportunity to click that link there and listen to this week's uh, man-to-man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I really, really, and truly appreciate it. Again, uh, follow us on all of our social media. We are on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, and Twitter. You can follow us there on uh, most of our uh, uh, most of that, those platforms. It's at TOL Radio Host MSN or the TOL Radio Show. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. Uh, or on YouTube, Thinking Out Loud TV. That is our YouTube channel. Uh, and on TikTok, it's uh, is at TOL Radio Host MSN, guys. And we're almost at 700 followers on TikTok. So I want to shout out specifically our TikTok uh, viewers and listeners and followers there. We truly appreciate you. Thank you so much uh, for supporting us. Uh, we hope that you will subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on all of our social media. Leave your comments because uh, we plan to share them right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, guys. We've got videos that have gone viral on TikTok. We're going to be posting more content on TikTok and YouTube. So we hope that you will continue to support us, like our videos, leave your comments, and even share them with your followers as well. Again, thank you so much for all of your support of the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. We're going to keep on doing our thing. Be sure to check out our Thinking Out Loud uh, TV YouTube channel. We just uploaded a clip from 
an interview we had with attorney Marilyn Mosby. Uh, she was talking about the uh, and sharing with us her insights on uh, the attack on our voting rights. This was an interview we had last March with uh, this honorable woman, uh, woman of inf- as a part of our Woman of Influence series uh, that we had on last year. And you can check that out. You can also listen to the podcast as well, uh, right, of course, anywhere you listen to your podcast. We have a clip on our YouTube channel uh, that we just uploaded. Uh, and uh, we hope that you're able to take advantage of it, take a listen to it. And um, if you, again, want to listen to the full interview, you can go to even our own ministry website, michaelnimmons.com, and listen to, again, our over 250 episodes of, uh, of interviews that we have done over the, six, the past six years that we have been doing this podcast so we hope you uh check that out and again feel free to leave us your comments and your feedback because guys we love to hear from you and as a part of this man-to-man edition of the thinking out loud radio show we're going to be sharing with you some very insightful comments that nba star and espn analyst jalen rose uh shared uh, recently on NBA Tonight regarding the John Morant situation and yes he was speaking to black professional athletes but I also believe he was speaking to black men in general and uh, he did not give these remarks a title but uh, for these purposes I want to call it been there done that been there done that and we'll be sharing those comments and remarks as a part of the thought of the week in this man-to-man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we're sharing this with you at the end of this week's show. Guys, we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, we're jumping right into the John Morant situation. We're going to talk about it and share with you our thoughts on the other side of the break. Guys, this is the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio Award-winning journalists, Carolyn Clifford. As journalists, we just have to keep doing what we're doing day in and day out. All we can do is report the truth in a non-biased manner, and everything else will work itself out. Activist and thought leader, Marcia L. Dyson. Obviously not Nancy Pelosi because, again, because of social media, she said what she said, but that she's not going to be the ones who stopped uh, her colleagues from not only thinking out loud, but talking out loud, whoever they are, authentically. Pastor and intellectual, Dr. Frederick Haynes III. The black church, according to the uh, brilliant author and historian and scholar, L.H. Welchel, Uh, He said the black church was born as a protest movement. Uh, That's the reason the black church came to be. And if we're going to be honest to uh, scripture, I mean, the church itself uh, came out protesting. It was a movement of prophetic witness uh, to, you know, the insurrection of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio. On January 15th, 
1929, a king was born. Let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring and when this happens. He was a fighter for justice, equal rights, and freedom for all mankind. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. salute you today, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and may your legacy live on for generations to come. Happy birthday, Dr. King. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here, and believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought-provoking experience. Seaport, we are brought to you by Chase, and we are counting it down to a powerhouse showdown at the top of the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee and Philadelphia tonight. Stephen A. Smith, Jalen Rose, I'm Mike Greenberg, Michael Wilbon, and Adrian Wojnarowski will join us in just a moment as we begin with the latest developments in a story that has been developing all day and certainly has the entire NBA world talking and beyond. The Memphis Grizzlies announced that John Morant will be away from the team for at least the next two games shortly after the NBA announced an investigation of a social media post in which Morant appears to be holding a gun. The video was posted early this morning at a nightclub. If the NBA concludes any wrongdoing, Morant could face punishment from the league. Now ahead of this video surfacing on Instagram this morning, Morant and or his associates have been under investigation by police or the league for their connection to a number of incidents. The Washington Post detailed two situations last summer in Memphis where Morant faced accusations, but in both cases, no charges were filed. The league also investigated an incident on January 29th between Morant acquaintances and the Pacers traveling party, which the NBA could not corroborate. Now, the league is investigating this IG video from early this morning. And as I mentioned, our NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, is here. has been working the story all day. And Woj, you received the statement from John Morant today. Let me read that for everyone. Uh, ja said, I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. Worth noting, Morant has also deactivated both his Instagram and Twitter accounts today. So, Woj, that is what we have off the top. What more can you tell us? Well, the, the Grizzlies now have essentially... Uh, sent John Moran away for at least two games. It is a de facto suspension, but more than punitive. This is a chance now, I think, for John Moran uh, to, to get the help he might need, the time, the space. 
And I think that people who are invested in John Morant within Memphis, within his family, within the league, they are encouraged by this tonight that they saw John Moran in that statement you read, Greeny, acknowledge a situation in a way that he had not in any of these previously. They've seen him take ownership of it. And I think there are a lot of people who think that is a great step for him. And now they want to give him all the time he needs to, to, get, to get whatever help is necessary, take whatever time is necessary. And listen, the league has spent a lot of time and a lot of man hours investigating situations with John Morant in the last year. And there was concern at the league level, again in Memphis, about a pattern of behavior that was starting to spiral. And I think there is some sense of relief today that it is now being dealt with, it's gonna be handled. This is a massive player for the league, certainly for the Memphis organization. And I think there's hope now, uh, especially with how John Morant is owning this situation, uh, that he can take all the time he needs. The league is investigating. They could theoretically suspend him, but I think more importantly now, he's going to miss time. I think what the league wants, what the team wants, what those around Morant wants, is to get the help, the space, he needs right now to deal uh, with, as he said, uh, the, the pressures and, and issues surrounding um, his life right now. Outstanding work today, as always. And of course, we are back on the man to man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And as we said before the break, we're going to be talking about a number of issues that are related to uh, and are impacting uh, black men today. Uh, I think it's so very important that we take time to talk about it and have a um, a uh, heart-to-heart discussion about uh, what is impacting uh, and uh, impacting our black men, uh, even during Women's History Month because um, uh, some of these things we want to discuss in this week's edition have been on my mind for some time. And that's one reason why I'm so glad to have this kind of platform because we can share it, we can um, get it out there and uh, hopefully uh, be able to help somebody uh, come to some uh, resolution, some, uh, you know, make some uh important decisions in their life to go into a different direction. And that's hopefully what uh, we plan to do uh, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So um, in this segment, we plan to talk about NBA uh, all-star player and point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant, uh, who, uh, as you all know, uh, seems to be on – well, he made some bad decisions, I should say. Um, just recently, he was in the news uh, for brandishing a gun at a club, uh, I think in Denver. And um, because he did this and recorded it on his Instagram, uh, the league has suspended him, or the Memphis Grizzlies has suspended him for two games. But now it looks like he's going to be out for a little bit longer than that. And so we wanted to take some time and we've talked about um, this in uh, other episodes uh, when we talk about black athletes and the choices they make 
it seems black male athletes. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think because this seems to become, this seems to be more of a pattern rather than an anomaly. Uh, I wanted to uh, spend some time talking about some of the decisions that uh, black male athletes make and and how we can do better, how we need to do better uh, regarding uh, the choices that we make uh, when it comes to uh, our security, our safety, our careers, uh, our families, uh, you know, because we have to think beyond ourselves when we start to move into a different stratosphere. Uh, John Morant is an NBA player and, you know, he is uh, a very talented point guard, starting point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. And by virtue of that fact alone, he is separating himself uh, from millions of uh, black males who would who would love to be in his shoes, but are not. Uh, hundreds of thousands of black men who black young men who are playing basketball on playgrounds around the country and um, have the dream of being an NBA player, uh, but for whatever reason are not able to have not been able to make that um, that opportunity has not been, have not made itself available to them. And so uh, it's so very important that we have this conversation uh, because this is, an important juncture in this young man's life. And, and because it's not a, it's not an anomaly and we've seen this happen so many times before we need to talk about this behavior and how to find and, and to find out ways to overcome it and ways to avoid it completely. Uh, I want to start here first though. Um, just kind of going over the details of what happened in the ESPN article uh, released on March the 8th, Colorado police say no charges for John Morant. Grizzly star still remains out. Memphis Grizzlies point guard John Morant will not face criminal charges stemming from his Instagram live video in which he appeared to display a handgun at a nightclub. The Glendale, Colorado Police Department announced Wednesday afternoon. Shortly afterward, his Grizzlies announced that Morant will be away from the team for at least four more games. That means the earliest the All-Star guard could potentially return is March 17th against the San Antonio Spurs. In their news release Wednesday, Colorado police say they conducted an investigation after being alerted uh, to the video stream on, on Morant's Instagram channel determining that the incident took place at a strip a strip club called Shotgun Willie's early Saturday home uh, hours after rather Memphis uh, lost to the Denver Nuggets but that there was not enough available evidence to charge anyone with a crime and so those are some of the preliminary details that have come out regarding uh, what uh, what happened uh, in Denver at a strip club called Shotgun Willie's uh, after the Memphis Grizzlies lost to the um, uh, lost to the Denver Nuggets, and so you know 
I'm sure these athletes were these these players after the game were just going to the strip club to blow off a little steam, of course. And um Brant and and um John Moran decided to pull out a gun or a weapon that he supposedly had on his person and recorded on Instagram. And so this was a night, in my view, of very bad decisions. Um and and uh and 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 as I said, because this doesn't seem like it's an anomaly, meaning that it's something that it's a one-off that happens, you know, once every blue moon, every blue moon, but it seems to be a pattern of behavior by black male athletes and black men in general. Cause I'm not just talking to black male athletes, uh, period. I'm talking to black men in this week's edition of the thinking out loud radio show. We have to really consider the decisions that we make because it doesn't just impact ourselves. It impacts our lives. It impacts everyone around us. It impacts our families. It impacts uh, everyone that we're connected to. Uh, and, and, and many times we're not thinking about that. Maybe that's not a fair statement. Sometimes we're not thinking about that because I, because I think we, we do have our, our, um, our families on our mind. We do have, uh, some of those things on our mind, uh, but we don't have them on our mind all the time. Uh, but one thing I that that bothers me the most about this pattern of behavior, especially from uh, black male athletes uh, in particular, is because they are in such a coveted position when it comes to um, being a professional athlete. Because when you think about the numbers, when you think about the statistics uh, of 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 um, the likelihood or the probability of a black male making it not just to college, but to the pros, you're you're talking in the the uh, the, the 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 smallest percentile. Now I have the numbers in front of me, but those numbers are very minuscule minuscule when it comes to uh the the amount of black athletes who have the aspirations to go to college and have the aspirations to play in a uh a one double a uh at a one double a institution with the possibility of making it to the nba you know those those numbers are very very small but for someone to actually make it and then to uh, uh, exemplify the very behavior that could potentially destroy them. That is the reason we're having this conversation today because we need to make better choices. We need to make better decisions. And, and I think, you know, players like John Morant, uh, you know, sometimes get caught up in the the hoopla of the fame and the notoriety that comes with being a basketball player. And the money, of course, is there. Uh, everyone is waiting on your beckoning call. You are a superstar uh, in many respects. You can do, you feel like you can do whatever you want to do. 
with no repercussions or accountability whatsoever. But then you have those moments like these where you find out, well, I actually can't just do what I want to do. There are some consequences to some of the choices and decisions that I make. And this is where we are. I remember uh, the uh, NFL uh, wide receiver, Plaxico Barris from Michigan State University. Uh, great young wide receiver, played for the New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants. And had a very uh, promising uh, football career. But it all came to a screeching halt when he decided one day to go into a nightclub with a gun and he shot himself, he shot himself in the foot. And I believe he went to jail for three years because he was carrying a weapon that, um, uh, that was a, that he was carrying a weapon that was um, that 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 was not he was not a licensed gun owner, and he shot himself in the foot. He went to jail for shooting himself, essentially. And one thing I can't really understand about these types of uh, accidents or incidents when it comes to men with guns, especially pro athletes with guns, entertainers with guns, because you've heard about Cat Williams, you've heard about other comedians and, and celebrities that have gotten caught brandishing weapons, rappers and, and the like. You have, that's the reason you have security. That's the reason you have people with you. They're the ones that are supposed to be the licensed gun owners that are carrying those weapons to protect you. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to worry about that. You shouldn't have to be concerned with that because uh, you are the celebrity they are protecting. So if you are not secure about uh, your surroundings, then ultimately I think it's your fault. If you're insecure about even the people that you're around, then that is your fault. Because one very important thing you have to consider in this is you have to make sure. You surround yourself with the right people. You're surrounding yourself around the people that will uh, build you up and not tear you down. And of course, uh, John Morant is a young man. I think he might, he's in his early twenties and, um, and, and and the NBA is wrapping their arms around this young man because he has a lot of potential. Uh, he has a lot of earning potential as a young point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, there is he's on an upward trajectory when it comes to his talent and his um, and the potential that he has for his career as a uh, as a pro athlete. So the doors are wide open for him, but you don't want to see these types of things happen because those doors could quickly close in his face if he's if he continues down this destructive path. I want to share with you some of the words that were um, actually I want to share with you uh, what Stephen A. Smith said uh, as they talked about this on. Uh, NBA, um, NBA tonight, I believe, 
right before a game just recently discussing the the the, the John Morant uh, situation. Take a listen. Let me look in the camera and say what I'm about to say to John Morant. You are a superstar. You're 23 years old. You got a deal that kicks in next year that could exceed $231 million over the next five years. And on this show, on national television, there's you associated with police. Think about that for a second. And then ask yourself, is it really, really worth it? You know the answer to that, bro. It's not worth it. You're a superstar basketball player. You represent your organization. You represent your family. You represent your city. You've got to be mindful of all of that. It's never off. And so many times we don't tell these players this. NBA has off-duty police officers. They've got connections with the FBI. They've got connections with everybody. The NBA knows what you're doing. They know who you're doing it with. They know where you are. They know how, how you're conducting yourself at all times. Don't think they're not watching. They're always watching. And when I get upset is that all of us, Jalen's from the streets of New York, Detroit, I'm from the streets of New York City. You know, we know this kind of stuff. We know the kind of things that people fight just to protect the few dollars they have. What do you think an organization is going to do to protect their multi-billion dollar investment? They will, they will spare no expense. They will do whatever they can. So I want him to be mindful of that, be aware of that, understand that you're in a different stratosphere. You got to conduct yourself properly. I'm going to say it to his boys as well. I had the pleasure of meeting them in Dallas this summer. I think good dudes, hearts in the right place, they mean them no harm. But you got to step up and be protective of yourself and be protective of him by the way you conduct yourself. That laser that was pointing allegedly pointing at the Indiana Pacers. You can't have stuff like that coming on. You can't have stuff. And last but not least, his dad, to T. Morant. Nothing but love and respect for you, sir. You are his daddy, not his friend, his daddy. I'm not saying you can't be friends, but you're his father. And so when we see this kind of stuff going on, all of y'all get lumped in because it ain't just a 23-year-old John Morant that needs to protect himself. It's all of you who love him, who want to protect him, who wishes for the best for him. You have an obligation to look out for him to do it. These were some powerful words from uh, from uh, Stephen A. Smith and even Jalen Rose and um, uh, Mike Michael Wilbon Michael Wilbon uh, in this. Uh, in this conversation, talking about uh, the the potential of John Morant and the consequences of his actions. And I just wanted to share uh, Stephen A. Smith talking directly to John Morant, talking about some of the, uh, talking obviously about what he thinks of this young man's potential, but also the direction that he's headed if he, and 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 what decisions that he needs to make in order to overcome this. He also mentioned his father as well, because uh, many of you know, his father is, uh, you know, he's, he's an excited father, of course, uh, excited that his young, his young son is, is a, a, a star in the NBA. Uh, but in many ways, he reminds me of a young father who, um, or not a young father, an old father who's still trying to, he's living, trying to live vicariously through his son, 
Uh, but in many ways, he's going he's going too far in some respects. He's not. Stephen A. said something I think was very important. Remember, you are his father and not his friend. You can't be his friend. You have to be his father, especially in times like this. He is looking for someone that he can go to for guidance, someone that he can go to for direction. And you've got to be the person that he can go to. You've got to be his go to. The one that he can talk to, the one that he can confide in, the one that he can get direction from. There's nobody else he can get it from but his father. And that's what you got to be for him right now. You got to be that for him right now. And so, um, and, and, and that's just a part of this conversation that we want to have in this week's edition of the thinking out loud radio show. There's much more that we want to talk about. Um, and we'll be doing that throughout this week's edition. Uh, and, and, but, but this John Morant, situation is not just again uh, an anomaly it's not something that's a one-off but we have seen this kind of behavior exemplified and and another point that i want to make about this is the reason why you know you, you, what's what's so important is i think these young men don't understand the the level of influence they have you know in the positions that they're in you know with these social media platforms uh, one of the benefits is you're able to quantify. They're able to actually quantify their celebrity by how many followers they have behind their name. You know, 3 million, 4 million, 10 million followers. Some even more than that. 350 million or whatever. I'm not sure what the numbers are for most of these athletes, but there are a number of followers that they have, which is, which means that they have a greater level of influence on the lives of people that may never, that they may never ever meet. And whether, you know, Charles Barkley said some time ago that I'm not a role model, but that's just a, that's just a, that's just something that he refused to accept whether, but whether he knew it or not, he was a role model because he, he was a public figure. He was someone that was that's out there in the public view. And um, and and so there is a responsibility. There's accountability that goes along with that, whether you accept that or not. And. And so for John, for John Morant, not only brandishing the gun was a problem. But deciding to record this on Instagram made it a problem for everyone that followed him as well. Because now you have, um, you shined a light on a problem that you have, an interpersonal problem that you that you have and you're dealing with in front of millions of people. Not just the fact that you are carrying a weapon in uh, in a public place may may or may not be yours, and 
you know, thankfully the, the, the police have decided not to file any charges against him. So he's gotten a mulligan, so to speak. But I really believe that was that's that's God moving on his behalf. And um and and here he's able I, I hope that he's able to get the help he needs. Uh and again, you have to make sure you are surrounding yourself around uh the right people, people that have your best interests at heart. And again, I know that's easier said than done because I'm on the outside looking in. I know that this life that they're leading is a very fast paced life at times. They don't have the time to uh, figure some things out, take a step back and reflect. And maybe this time, uh, as Jalen uh, Rose alluded to uh, in this same conversation that these gentlemen were having about John ja Morant, he said maybe, you know, taking a few days, taking some time to reflect, taking some time uh, to uh, to look in to look inward when it when it comes to uh, what he did uh, is important. And. Uh, and you don't always get that time because, as I said, life is moving fast for these young men and and they don't always get the time to uh, to, to make things right. They don't always get the time to be reflective uh, and introspective, but uh, hopefully he's t he's able to do that. And in that introspection, uh, he'll he should come to the conclusion that I've got to make some changes. I've got to do some things differently, if not for myself, for the people that I am supporting, for the people that are, that, that, that are lifting me up for the people that I am connected to. Cause I am representing them. And so he's got to make, I believe the right choices. That's what this is all about, people. That's what this is all about. Making the right decisions, making the right decisions. That's why I believe this is an important conversation that we've got to have as men, man to man. And I'm not just talking about us. Uh, I'm not just talking about pro athletes and and uh, the examples they're they're setting for for the rest of black men, but 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 I'm talking about I'm talking to us as black men. We 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 need to step it up. We need to step up our lives. We need to do better ourselves. We cannot take life for granted. We cannot take ourselves for granted. Because we don't know how long we're going to be here. We've got to be about the business of why we are here. What is our purpose? Why did God create us? Why did he put us here? That's why I wanted to have this conversation on this week's edition. We're speak, We're talking man to man. We're talking man to man. And I know some of you, you know, may not have even had these conversations with other men. Some of you may not have even had these conversations with 
with with with with with men that you are surrounded by, or you may not even have other men to have these conversations with. And so, if this week I'm I'm that surrogate for you, then then that's what this platform uh, will be for you, and I hope to be for you. I hope that I'm speaking directly to someone who is listening and and needs to know what the what's the right direction where where should I go what direction should I go in I hope you're listening this week because we want to be sharing some knowledge dropping some golden nuggets for you to help you as you move forward in life guys we're going to continue our conversation on the other side of the break we're going to be talking in the next segment about what happened with the Alabama basketball team. We're going to do that in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the man-to-man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Hey, what's cracking, Planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Minneapolis, Minnesota, to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Emmy Award winning journalist, Jimmy O'Hill. have to ask ourselves, how is it? that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time. Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying, oh no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they can say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things, but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff. 
which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed and harmed. That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It's my really long-winded way of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it. He talked about it. That's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the thinking out loud radio show. now, new disturbing details emerging this morning in the deadly shooting of a woman who police say was killed by a former University of Alabama basketball player. We have learned that the victim may have rejected advances from Darius Miles right before she was shot. That is according to her own mother. Investigators say 23-year-old Jamia Harris was with her boyfriend visiting in Tuscaloosa, Alabama over the weekend. According to Harris's mother, DeCarla Cotton, a man approached her daughter and started flirting with her at the restaurant. Harris declined his advances, causing an altercation. Cotton says as her daughter and her boyfriend were leaving, a man shot multiple times into their vehicle. Harris's boyfriend fired back in defense. Authorities say Miles, along with the second suspect, are both charged with capital murder. of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and we've been talking, um, having, uh, I think, an important conversation uh, that we need to, that, that's been a long time coming. I, of course, I'm not the first one to have these conversations, but uh, this is this is one of the first conversations that we have, uh, one of the first shows we actually dedicated to men. And, and and the issues that we are dealing with. Of course, we've talked about this and and and, and other issues. Uh, you know, in previous episodes, of course, you can always go back to our uh, over two hundred and fifty episodes that we've done in the six years we've been doing this podcast, and uh, and listen uh, to them. Those that are just joining us for. Uh, this first time, uh, we certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to spend it with us for a little bit right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, in the first segment, we talked about John Morant. We talked about what he's going through, the circumstances, situations that he's going through right now. We hope that he is getting the help that he needs. Uh, this is something that's been on my mind for a while, not just John Morant in particular, but again, this pattern of behavior that is not an anomaly, but again, it is behavior that seems to be emulated by um, by pro black athletes, and not just professional black athletes, but it's, it, but you can see it even in the college ranks as well. Young men who are aspiring to to become pros, but they are showing signs of these. Uh, the signs of this destructive behavior even before they reach that plateau. And that is dangerous because if you do that at the collegiate level, you may never make it to the pro level. And this 
story, this next story right here is a perfect example of that. A perfect example of that. Um, here is an article. You heard uh, the story in uh, the opening of this segment uh, talking about the death of Jamia Harris, the Alabama players involved and the families that are torn apart. Another article uh, on ESPN. Um, DeCar DeCarla Heard was playing a game in the living room with her grandson when her daughter, Jamia Harris, accidentally FaceTimed her. It was around 8 p.m., on January 14th, Asarity and Harris was in her car heading to a night out with friends near the University of Alabama campus. It had been a long day for Harris, a 23-year-old mom who worked nights and she wanted to unwind. She left her son with her mom and headed from their Birmingham home to Tuscaloosa to spend time with their friends. Harris quickly realized she inadvertently dialed her mom, but like always, her five-year-old son, uh, Kayine, pulled her in so she didn't hang up. Hey, Harris, asked her mom, what are you, what are y'all doing? Kane uh, was cheating at Connect Four and they had a good laugh about it. He always had to win. Uh, tell him to come to the phone, Harris told her son, and Kane danced over to see Harris on the screen. She told him he was being silly, then Kane ran back to his game. I love you, her told her daughter before they hung up. And unfortunately, those were that grandmother's last words to, or that mother's last words to her daughter, Jamia Harris, because later that night she was involved in a shooting uh, that also included uh, a couple of uh, Alabama basketball teammates, college collegiate basketball teammates, and um, and her life was taken. I want to fast forward a bit in this story because um, in this particular story. It talks. It gives. Uh, it gives kind of like a timeline of what happened uh, here. But we've heard, uh, you know, these are similar events that have taken place that we've kind of heard before. Young people that that are out at night. Uh, you've heard the statement said before. Nothing good happens at, uh, after two o'clock in the morning. Two a.m. in the morning. Nothing good happens, and so. Um, you this is another scenario this is another case of that uh these young people uh the 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 basketball players alabama basketball players had lost recently lost a game that night and were headed to a nightclub and um and uh in tuscaloosa uh to kind of blow off some steam just like similarly john morant and his teammates did after they lost to the denver nuggets uh, and uh, Jamia Harris, her boyfriend, and another friend of hers, their paths somehow crossed uh, that night at this this uh, this nightclub while they were all just out, uh, really trying to blow off some steam that night. And uh, as the 
as the details of the story goes on, um, Miles, Bradley, and Miller headed. These are the basketball players toward the strip. Uh, this is in Tuscaloosa. They arrived shortly before 11.30 p.m., parked in an alley behind the Hounds 2 Sports Bar where they all were headed and pointed uh, a line of people waiting to get into 1225, a packed bar restaurant across the street. Part 1225 is the the bar that uh, Jamia Harris was also in line to get in as well. The description of events that led to the shooting is based on court testimony and video reviewed by ESPN, as well as interviews with business operators and other other people on the strip that night. Miles was at the back of the line with Bradley and Miller with the line almost spilling onto the street. Miller decided it was too long. His journey, his attorney, uh, his attorney, Jim Strandridge said in a statement. So he left and went to a restaurant. I want to skip ahead a bit and go down to where um, they actually, their paths actually crossed. Um, at 1.43 a.m., Davis walked back into Gray Street and to the driver's side of the black Jeep, which was still sitting behind Miller's car with the lights off. Uh, this was, well, actually, let me let me uh, go back up a bit because I want to uh, go, I want to actually share where these, uh, these two groups of young people kind of uh, intersected. Cedric, Jane, Jamia Harris, uh, Cedric Johnson, and her cousin, Asia Humphrey, a student at Alabama, Humphrey and Harris, separated by a few months, were close friends. Uh, where they were kids, they talked about opening a clothing store together. At 12.08, Miles, Bradley, Miles and Bradley, who were the basketball players, entered 1225. Davis, already inside, saw them as they entered the park, the pack bar. These are the three uh, basketball players from Alabama and started jumping to the, to get their attention. Six minutes later, Harris, Johnson, and Humphrey went inside. In a testimony from the February 21st hearing, Humphrey said she and Harris and their friends stayed at 1225 for an hour or two and then that were and that there were no problems. Police testified there was no indication or interaction between the groups inside 1225. Harris and her friends left the bar and stopped at a food shack across the street. Johnson, her boyfriend, and another friend uh, waited for the order. Humphrey said while she and Harris went back to the Jeep. With Humphrey driving, they moved the Jeep down an alley behind the Hounds Tooth parking lot, made a right on Grace Street and stopped at the corner of University and Grace to visit for Harris, to wait rather, for Harris's boyfriend. At 1.02 a.m., Miles texted Miller asking when he could pick him up. At 1.35 a.m., Davis, Miles, and Bradley left 12.25 and walked across the street. Miles ahead of them, filling with the hood on his jacket and walked past Harris's Jeep on Gray Street. Johnson told police that during their initial interaction, this is Jamia Harris's boyfriend, he told Davis he was Harris's boyfriend and to move along. So uh Davis, the basketball player, stopped at the Jeep that were that that these um uh of uh Jamia Harris and uh Cedric Johnson and her cousin were in and began dancing and according to court testimony uh, later told investigators he was drunk off tequila. Bradley was standing a few feet 
behind him. Um, and uh, Harris's boyfriend, uh, Johnson, said, Davis responded, well, you don't know who I am, do you? Because uh, Johnson basically, you know, told uh, the basketball player, uh, uh, Bradley, uh, or Davis, rather, to move on. And, um, or rather, yeah, he told Davis, Johnson told Davis to uh, to move on. Uh, and, and, and then that's when Davis responded, well, you don't know who I am. You don't know what I do. Do you Humphrey testified who heard Johnson say, brother, why don't you be good? And the only thing she heard was Davis saying, I don't want your girl miles returned to the Jeep. And miles attorney said during the, in the hearing that Jaden Bradley is the one that says Darius miles tried to calm the situation down, got Davis to go. Humphrey testified she didn't hear Miles say anything to anyone in the Jeep. And police testified that during the interaction, either Harris or Humphrey passed something to Johnson in the back seat. Johnson told police it was food. Miles told police it was a gun. And so um, at 1.43 a.m., Miles' car pulled up behind Bradley's car and Miles stepped out of Bradley's car. Harris's Jeep made a left on Gray Street away from the fight among the women in the alley and the street and the Jeep turned around, lights still off and pulled up behind Miller's car. Miles then walked back to Miller's car, opened the right side passenger door with Davis on the left and rummaged to close according to the court testimony. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead a bit. At 1.45 a.m., Davis walked back onto Gray Street into the driver's side of the black Jeep, which was still sitting behind Miller's car with the lights off. Almost immediately after Davis approached the driver's side of the car, the first shot was fired. Tuscaloosa Police Investigator Brandon Culpepper testified uh, that Davis fired first into the Jeep and that Cedric Johnson, Jamia Harris's boyfriend, returned fire once David started shooting onto the Jeep. Video review by ESPN appears to show David falling backward before two shots are fired from the Jeep. According to court testimony, Davis was shot in the shoulder. After the first uh, sound of shots, Bradley's car sped off. Video shows Davis running across uh, Grace Street and into the alley behind the house who firing the gun into the black Jeep. Bullets also hit the windshield of the Miller's car where there was an unarmed, unnamed passenger. A photo shows bullet holes in the windshield of Miller's car, one on the bottom of the driver's side and one in the middle of the passenger side. As Davis ran, both Johnson and Miller drove away. It's unclear where where uh, where Miller went, Johnson made a left on University Boulevard and stopped at the Walk of Champions in front of Brian Denny Stadium, where they uh, encountered police. Harris was dead. Jamia Harris was dead in the front passenger seat of her Jeep, and she was tragically slain in what appears to be a um, incidental encounter. Uh Again, these young men, Alabama basketball players, 
collegiate athletes with the aspirations of uh, obviously going to play in the NBA. Um, but their careers could very well have been cut short because of a uh, bad decision late one night after a basketball game. Their entire lives are now hanging in the balance. Their entire careers are now hanging in the balance because of a bad decision that they made one night after a basketball game. And here we are going over yet another story talking about another bad decision. Uh, obviously this Davis uh, player felt like he, he had been um, uh, bested by Jamia Harris's boyfriend or he felt like he um he felt like he he was disrespected by him in some way and so he wanted to retaliate and what better way to retaliate than to go and get a gun in his mind in his view I'll show him I'll show him who's boss I'll show him who got the street cred I'll show him and in the heat of the moment, a series of bad decisions are made. And now these young men's basketball careers are now hanging in the balance. We have got to be, we've got to do better. We have got to do better. And that's why I say this is not an anomaly. This is not a one-off. These types of scenarios happen far too often. More often than the opportunities themselves for players like these to move from the collegiate level to the pros. They happen more in my view than, than the opportunity, the opportunities that they have to go from one level to the next. We don't always hear about them. But it is it is it is bad behavior. Uh it it is 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 something that definitely needs to be addressed. That's why we're having these man to man discussions today. Hopefully we are helping somebody. Hopefully hopefully we are helping someone make the right decisions make the right choices hopefully we're helping someone hopefully we are helping someone make the right choices make the right decisions because that's why i think it's so very important you got to make sure you are surrounded by people who are building you up Jalen rose said something i thought was very apropos when he was talking about the John Morant, John Morant situation, because he also talked about him being John Morant. 
in his early days as a collegiate player for Michigan and uh, and playing for the Indiana Pacers in the NBA, and and how uh, he had been he had put himself in some very precarious situations as a young black man. Uh, but there are four reasons that people come into your life. They come into your life either to add to sub- add to you, subtract from you, divide or multiply. And, and, and hopefully you have people in your life that are adding to you and not subtracting you or not dividing you. They're adding and they are multiplying you because that is, that's the kind of energy that you need right now. That's the kind of, that is the kind of, uh, 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 that, 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 that is the kind of, um, uh, it, it, um, that's the kind of power that you need. You need people that are going to empower you, that are going to lift you up, inspire you, motivate you. You don't need people in your life that are going to bring you down, that are going to tear you down, that are going to take from you. And I'm sure in situations like this, where you have players who you have some that might have an opportunity to make it to the league and some that don't and and they're uh hitching their wagons to those that they believe uh are making it or or have an opportunity or a better one than they have and then you think about you know friends that you grew up with uh in your neighborhood that you're still connected to uh you know you, you we we've seen it in the movies we've heard these stories before Many of you that are listening may even have stories of your own that you know about. Young men that you know about, real life stories of men who have squandered their opportunities because they made the wrong decisions. They made the wrong choices. Life isn't guaranteed. We cannot take our lives for granted. We cannot take these opportunities that we have in life for granted. I hope that what I'm, what I'm doing this week, I believe is a public service announcement for men. This is a fireside chat that we needed to have on this platform. And I hope this isn't the first time you've heard these words, but there are uh, men like Eric Thomas, great motivational speaker, of course, Bishop T.D. Jakes, Dr. Cornell West, uh, uh, Dr. Jamal Harrison Bryant, uh, many, many other black males, Dr. Michael Eric Dyson, Dr. Frederick Douglas Haynes III, men that we've had an opportunity to interview right here on this show, Dr. Eddie Connor Jr., positive young black men, uh, black males that are doing positive things that are empowering the next generation of young men to do great things. Those are the young people. Those are the men that you want to have in your circle. Whether it be directly or indirectly. I mean, you can listen to their podcast, listen to their sermons. You can listen to them on social media, follow them. Glean from them because they are they've gone where you where you're trying to go. 
that is that's what helps me. That is what the, that's the motive that the, those men are the the men that I look to to get inspiration and and uh, and encouragement to continue moving forward. If you don't have a good father in your life, they can be your surrogates. But you've got to find someone that you can uh, look to, someone that that you can you can that is guaranteed to give you some positive advice, positive insights into life. And of course, there's no greater person than Jesus Christ. Obviously, that's who we're gonna always uh, look to and point people to when you listen to this podcast. But from an earthly perspective, there we are surrounded by by positive black uh, black men who are examples of 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 of, of what you should be doing and direct and the direction that you should be going. And it's very important that you take advantage of uh, uh, of these opportunities, these positive opportunities that we have in front of us to connect with, to glean from and hear from uh, these positive role models that we have uh, on this earth. I hope we're helping you today in this man-to-man conversation, uh, this man-to-man episode uh, of uh, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And of course, we're still, this is still Women's History Month. We still love and support our women, our ladies, but I think we wanted we wanted to take time and talk to the brothers uh, in this week's edition. We're going to be talking to uh, our young ladies. We're going to be talking to our women, of course, celebrating them, commemorating, acknowledging them, and uh, and and as we as we always do uh, each and every year annually uh, in, in our Women of Influence series. Uh, but I just wanted to take some time today to talk to our young men, and I hope I'm helping you. We're going to continue this conversation on the, on the other side of the break. I'm going to talk about LeBron James and Rich Paul. We don't want to end this conversation on a bad note, but we want to end it on a high one. And I think this will be the right way to do it. Guys, you don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to the man-to-man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. 
Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. All pro football player Derek Mason on Jay-Z in the NFL. Jay-Z said, you know, we're past milling. Because Jay-Z, you may be past milling, but the guys that are still milling, the guys that are still fighting for injustice, they're not past milling. Everybody's screaming that, oh, Jay-Z's at the table now. We should be happy that one of us is at the table. Just because you're at the table doesn't mean we all eat the same. Poet and lyricist Ty Scott King on the culture of CHH. My brain is overloaded. Like, I think a lot of people are like, man, there's not really many people doing this. There are thousands of very amazing artists that are doing Christian hip-hop. So I think about Aaron Cole. I think about Stephen Malcolm, who if there's someone that could hear an interview and be like, I want to work with him, like he would be a person that I, I would love to work with. He's just a phenomenal rapper, just really creative. Wande, she's another one that, uh, another artist that I had on my radio show. She is, um, Wande is maybe in her early 20s. She's doing a lot of stuff now with Reach Records and just really different, <laughs> really um, going against the grain. Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on what he does besides comedy. Yeah, yeah, comedy is always my first, my first job. Radio is my side job, but I just um, got a nonprofit. I've been working with other people's nonprofits for the last 30 years, um, and I just created my own nonprofit, 501c3, called the Process Success Foundation to deal with leadership. And basically, I'm just gonna take a bunch of young men on field trips all around the world. And I can show you how during the NHL season that all basketball stadiums have ice on them with the hardwood over the ice. Once I show you those processes, then I can teach you the process of forgiveness. I can teach you the process of love. I can teach you the process of being grateful. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Martin Luther King III. You know, I've had an extraordinary uh, life. Discussing what it's like being the son of an iconic legend as Dr. King. Uh, um, so many opportunities that I shared with my father in a very short period of time. I was 10 years old when he was killed in 1968. And uh, of course, I shared far more opportunities because I had uh, the ability, well, because my mother lived so much longer, uh, started the Martin Luther King Center for Nonviolent Social Change. Uh, worked very hard to get the Martin Luther King uh, Junior, uh, junior uh, National Holiday. So I look at it as a tremendous, uh, really, blessing. We bring you the best minds 
who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. When friends Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, Randy Mims, and LeBron James struck a business partnership in 2003, they were laying the groundwork for their future. In 2012, Rich decided to step out to start Clutch Sports Group. Take me through the process of when you start Clutch. Was it a challenge for you to break off from being just LeBron's guy or a stigma that you were LeBron's guy to now represent new players? No, it wasn't a challenge. It wasn't dependent of, of LeBron. Once I decided to start Clutch, obviously that's what the competition is right. going to say, right? Because they're trying to... Stig- put a stigma on Yeah. LeBron understood the importance of having structure around them. We had no entitlement. Because none of us are, are actually kin, like brothers. And I thank God every day he's not my, he's not my blood brother. Because if he was, that person probably wouldn't work as hard. Because entitlement is a very dangerous thing, man. Entitlement brings forth complacency, and complacency allows you to be stagnant, both physically and mentally. And if you and if you combine all those things, you're gonna be very unsuccessful, period. When I decided to really focus on being an agent and really dive into it, I really found a love for it in, in ways that was more than just player contract, you know? Talking to guys, seeing them grow, being able to advise them on big things, but also just simple things in life. And like I tell guys, you can't take any shortcuts in life, period. I'm not gonna allow you to shortcut me, and shortcutting me is shortcutting yourself. Today, in addition to LeBron James, Clutch's roster features NBA star players, John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, Ben Simmons, and most recently, Anthony Davis. You go to Chanel, I've never seen a for sale sign in Chanel. They rather burn the product. Yeah. They rather burn it. Why? Because they believe that much in their brand and their product, right? It's quality. Their value. Value. No problem. And I feel the same way. Clutch Sports has become extremely well-known in a short period of time, in part because Rich never forgets his roots. I spoke with him further on how he's applied his personal philosophy to his success as a sports agent. You're breaking the mold of what's comfortable to others who have grown up with, here's how it's supposed to be. Right. Now all of a sudden you come along and it's different and it's dynamic. When I first got in the position that I'm, yeah. that I'm in, I was Rich Paul with a high school diploma representing the best player in the world. Yeah. Only because he's my friend. There ain't no friend in the world gonna put their entire career in your hands. I don't care who they are. I was so used to earning my stripes that it's not even, it's second nature to me. Like, you gotta earn your stripes, kid. What was the moment for you when you said, this is the life I want as a 
sportsmanship. I was always passionate about the game of basketball. And I was always passionate about helping people, especially when I was a kid in school. I would identify the kid who had the worst situation and make that my guy. What led me to it was wanting to just be in control. And I knew that if I wasn't in control, I wouldn't be able to affect or advise the way I would like to. These kids coming up now who are so privileged, and you have these yes men around them telling them how great they are. But how do you break that pattern of holding your guys accountable and making sure that they're comfortable with that role? I refuse to, to lie to you because life isn't. Life's not gonna lie to you, you know? What life puts in front of you is the absolute matter of fact truth. Our kids, they feel like they have to. If I don't tell you what you wanna hear, then you're not gonna sign with me. I refuse to do that. If you have the willingness to listen and apply, and then the ability and the want to work when no one's around, you can be successful. Hey guys, we are back on the man-to-man -man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we've been having, I think, a very constructive conversation about um, some destructive behavior and, and how we need to resolve it, how we need to, uh, to change it. And uh, we talked in the first segment about NBA All-Star uh, legendary point guard John Morant as a young man making moves uh, in the league uh, has a lot of potential, a lot of promise, but he's making some, he's made some bad decisions. And as a result, uh, he's been suspended for uh, looks like two games, but it's going to be out for at least four more games. Uh, and um, we wanted to talk about this destructive behavior. It's a conversation that we have been, needing to have one that's been on my mind we've talked about this in other shows other episodes so you can definitely go back and look at and listen to uh on our thinking out loud radio show podcast anywhere you listen to um uh, your podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast um anywhere you listen uh to podcasts you can find our thinking out loud radio show podcast and listen to our over 250 podcast we've been doing over the six years that we have been doing uh hosting and producing this uh podcast uh we call the thinking out loud radio show but um and then in the last segment we talked about the alabama basketball players uh who are were involved in a very uh tragic shooting uh just recently that um could very well jeopardize their careers. And uh, it was for a very foolish reason, you know, men feeling, feeling disrespected by, uh, by a, a young lady who had a boyfriend that she was out with and, uh, and took matters into their own hands and decided to brandish a gun and shoot them, shoot at them. And they killed this, this, this young single mom, now, now this, this young man 
uh, her little boy is going to grow up without a mother. Um, and these young men could possibly be in prison for the rest of their lives. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but we don't want to, we don't want to end this conversation on a bad note. One thing I've, I, I always like to do in our podcast in talking about news, talking about popular culture, talking about bad behavior. I never want to end it on a bad note. I always want to end it talking about something positive because I think we have to be able to see through the negativity and see the silver lining because one thing I will say is that every black man is not making bad decisions. Every black male is not uh, doing bad things. There are some black men that are doing it the right way. There are some black NBA players that are doing it the right way. And um, if anybody's listened to this show for any length of time, you know that um, I'm even though I might not be a fan of LeBron James per se, I'm not uh, necessarily a fan of his when it comes to his basketball acumen, even though I think he is a good, he's a great basketball player. But I think, and I'm in the I'm in the Michael Jordan camp when it comes to basketball players. I think he is the goat when it comes to um, his his basketball prowess, uh, uh, his competitive nature, uh, his his skill set. There is nobody better when it comes to 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 being a winner, a champion. Michael Jordan is that person. And yes, I know LeBron James uh, is now the scoring uh, the scoring leader in the NBA, surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, uh, and 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 now he is the number one scorer, and not just um, this year, but he is the number one scorer in NBA history. He has he has the belt, so to speak. Uh, but uh, what I will say about about LeBron James, where he, I think, surpasses Michael Jordan is his um, social activism, his connection to uh, his community. Uh, I, th I think LeBron James has done it the right way. That is something uh, that is something that you cannot deny. And I and you won't hear me deny that on this platform. This young man has done it the right way. Um, he is giving back to his community. Uh, he is um, he has a school in Cleveland uh, for young black students uh, to be successful. He's given scholarships to young black people, young black kids. Um, he is socially active. Uh, when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, he was very vocal and um, a vocal spokesperson, uh, out, uh, vo very vocal spokesperson when it comes to, um, uh, you know, violence against black people, police brutality. Uh, he is a supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, you've seen him wearing uh, T-shirts and other paraphernalia that supports um, the black social movement. 
so he is socially conscious and you that is undeniable and um and even more so than uh who i think is the goat of course michael jordan uh because i think where he and mike uh differ uh you know michael jordan is he 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 came up in an era uh when where, where um he of course paved the way for a lot of the athletes that are playing now they look to the they look to him as the 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 the, the, the of course he is the goat that they that they 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 uh, put up and they you know he he paved the way for them to make the big the 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 big checks and to get the big shoe deals and whatnot um and mike was the the one that kind of um uh showed them how to do it in some respects but he was more focused on the business side of uh and the money side in 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 many respects uh michael jordan was and i think lebron he is but he's also balanced that with still reaching back still making the connection to his community um and and in one way he did this uh i i i ran across a very interesting article that i posted or reposted on my social media facebook fan page facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud hq shouts out to um Navanye J, who is a celebrity commentator, uh, she uh, put a post together uh, about LeBron James and his business partner Rich Paul, who is now uh, the 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 NBA's number one agent, um, a black young man who LeBron James um, uh, decided to partner with. At a, as a very young man, and I'm going to read this article. Uh, it's, it's a short enough article to read in its entirety uh, to you, because again, this this is an example of a player who did it the right way. LeBron hired his friend Rich Paul to be his agent with no experience or degrees in sports related fields. Everyone said it was the worst decision ever. And I remember that. I remember when LeBron went from high school to the NBA and 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 it was publicized that he he did not select a you know uh thoroughbred white uh uh agent who uh, you know a, a, a white agent who you know who already had had a established list of clients uh somebody who was already you know an already a notable profession in the game so to speak but lebron hired his friend rich paul and everyone said it was the worst decision ever and i remember saying that myself like that was i don't know how smart that was but today LeBron is worth $1 billion in contracts and endorsements. And his friend, Rich Paul, is now the number one agent in the NBA. And he's expanding to Major League Baseball and the National Football League, guys. After graduating from high school, 
Rich Paul bought his first house at 19 and was mentored by Distant Replays owner Andy Hyman on selling vintage jerseys. In 2002, he met LeBron James at the Akron Canton Airport, where James was impressed by Paul's authentic Warren Moon throwback jersey. Paul's agency, Clutch Sports Group, is a part of United Talent Agency and represents LeBron James, Ben Simmons, John Wall, and Anthony Davis, among other NBA players. Rich Paul is known for driving hard bargains for star clients, giving them new power in the NBA. He launched the agency back in 2012 where Forbes reported that Clutch received over $1 billion in contract values and the company's football division represented two of the first three players who were drafted in 2020. The moral of the story, some people just need a leg up. Let's normalize putting our friends in positions to win. That was the moral of the story of this particular article. But guys, there's so much to unpack. When you think about um, LeBron James stepping out on faith and putting and investing his career uh, in in this young man, uh, Rich Paul, who, did, who didn't have any experience as a sports agent. I'm sure he made some mistakes at, 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 at various times. But he is now the number one sports agent in the NBA. And now is expanding his clutch sports group to include Major League Baseball and the National Football League. Black young man. And you heard his story in the opening of this segment. And he's doing he's doing he's doing big things. He is doing big things. And I I you heard me say it. I thought LeBron had made a mistake. Uh, there was another young man, um, Vince Young, a uh, quarterback for um, the University of Texas, who when he uh, was drafted into the league, uh, I forget the, the team he was drafted by uh, offhand. is going to come to me. But I remember when he was drafted, he he had his, he had a circle of friends that uh, I think they call themselves the four horsemen of the three or three or four horsemen. And, and they were going to be his agents. He was kind of like investing in them, trying to get them started uh, representing him. And I don't think it went well. I, I really think things went sideways with that. Um, because you traditionally think that, you know, as a young, as a young athlete, in this new new professional environment, you want to get a seasoned veteran, uh, someone that's been in the game, someone that kind of knows the ins and outs of um, of the sports world and can kind of guide you and lead you in the direction that you need to go and can be that negotiator for you at the table to get you the right contracts, to get you the, mo the most money uh, and, the, and the most bang for your buck the biggest bang for your buck. And that's what you want in a sports agent. I'm sure. Um, and, and that is what uh, LeBron James wanted for himself. I'm sure. But he took a chance and, 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 uh, and put his, 
uh, cards on the table with this young man, Rich Paul. And now he can look back and say, I did it. I, I made the right decision because they are both very, very wealthy, very influential, and making uh making the right moves and continuing to grow their brand, grow their um their company, uh and and um and 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 really be the example of, of the right way to do things. And as much as you want to say, you know, LeBron uh, is is not this, he's not that, uh, he can't do this, or or you know, he can't take the tough shots, or whatever, whatever. M you know, many of the the things or the criticisms we might have of him when we compare him to players like Michael Jordan. One thing you can't say is that he is not a a very shrewd businessman. Um, he knows his he he knows his business, and he uh he is definitely uh loyal to his friends, and uh and and he made I think he made um amazing choice, an amazing decision to support his friend Rich Paul, and uh. You know, where some people would say, nah, I don't think nah, that, that might not be the right way to go because he doesn't have any experience. He doesn't have any degrees, you know, in this field. I don't I don't feel like have, I, 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 you know, how confident am I in, 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 in his ability to do what I need him to do and to sit at the table, you know, and, and, and to negotiate for me and to represent me. Uh, with Nike and represent me with the Cleveland Cavaliers and with the Miami Heat and with now the LA Lakers, you know, I, you know, I, I got to be able to, and I've got to be able to have confidence that this young man is going to get me the contracts that I need and know that he's not putting me in a bad spot. Uh, and he actually negotiated a billion dollar contract for LeBron with Nike. And, and I mean, that in and of itself is amazing. That's what made LeBron a billionaire. And so, um, this is, this, this, this is why I, I didn't want to leave. I didn't, I didn't want to end this, this, this show on a bad note, but I wanted to end it on a positive note. I wanted to talk about positivity. I wanted to talk about, uh, somebody that I think is making, uh, 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 making a, um, making some very, uh, dynamic and powerful moves that we should all watch. We should all emulate. We should all, uh, uh, take notes and, 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 uh, and, and do our best to follow. LeBron is a socially conscious young athlete and he understands his platform. We've talked about that in previous shows as well. Uh, and again, even though I think that Michael was a, Michael Jordan's a better basketball player than LeBron, I don't believe that Mike is as socially conscious 
and as connected as LeBron to his community, to our community, as LeBron James. Because Michael Jordan uh, at one point said something that he's still having to uh, deal with years ago when it came to his shoes. Uh, when you know, because people wanted to know whether he was a Democrat or Republican or what have you, and uh, you know, he he said, you know, Republicans buy my shoes too, uh, and um, you know that didn't sit well with a lot of African Americans who felt like they were being taken advantage of by the Republican Party, um, and uh, uh. You know, it, it was, it was. You know, he he did. He seemed disconnected, uh, and 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 so he's he's had to pay a price for that. Uh, you know, from our community. Uh, but he recently um made a uh, I think he made a statement or actually made a contribution uh after the death of George Floyd over a hundred million dollars he was contributing to. Um, uh, black causes, uh, social movements over over a ten year period, and um, and 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 that was going to be, you know, that was a very um important uh, uh gesture that Michael Jordan made uh, after the wake of George Floyd's death and this rise in police brutality, uh, particularly in the black community. So, you know, we, we, you know, we recognize that of course, uh, but LeBron has been doing this since day one, I think. And, uh, uh, hats off to him, shouts out to him and to rich Paul. I believe they're all doing it the right way. And, um, I, I wanted to make mention of that. In this week's man-to-man edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, there's somebody that there's some black men that are making the right decisions, they're making the right moves, and these two young men are doing it. They're doing it the right way, and they're doing it big. And um, you know, there's some, and, and, and so that is that's who we should be looking at as our examples. Um, that's who we should be looking at for encouragement, for motivation, for inspiration, because it can happen. It will happen for us. We've got to do some things ourselves. We've got to make the right decisions. We've got to surround ourselves with the right people. We've got to be able to see potential in other people as well. And and uh, and and that means we have to. And as I close, we've got to be able to see potential, just like we are. Just like we can see. We should be able to see that a person is not is a pro, will be a problem for us, and we should not hang around them when they show us signs. Uh, you know, Maya Angelou said, "When a person shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. When a person tells you who they are, believe them, and shows you who they are. And so we've seen and we see the signs." But sometimes we ignore them. We overlook them. We don't think they're serious, but they are serious. When they show you the signs, then that's your opportunity to move on. It's God's way of saying to you, this is not the right person 
to be around. But when you see the signs of a good person in your life, that's also God's way of showing you that this is a person that I want you to be with. I want you to be around. We just got to open up our eyes and look. Look with our eyes. See with our mind's eye. Ask God for direction, and he said he will direct your path. The wisest king to ever live, King Solomon said, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. You can't go wrong when you're doing that, when you're following it and doing it God's way. All right, guys, we're getting ready to take our last break. But when we come back, we're going to share with you the comments that Jalen Rose made about John Morant. We're calling it Been There, Done That. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in. It's the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. 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 Vision. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision endorsed by best-selling authors, Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega pastor, Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jamel Hill, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my man, Michael Nimmons. Stay locked. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. And this week's thought, I want to share with you some very powerful and um, transparent comments that NBA star and ESPN analyst Jalen Rose shared regarding the John Morant situation. We're calling it Been There, Done That. Take a listen. This is personal for me. Um, I am John Morant. Like, you guys have got a chance to see me grow up for public consumption since 1991. And I've been involved in drug raids. I've survived assassination attempts. I've been that undisciplined young person that was trying to figure out how to be famous, how to be successful, how to change the dynamics of my family. The one thing that young people have to understand, and in John Morant's case, when you first get drafted, you go from being a member of the family, 
a member of the crew to being the leader, to being the breadwinner. And first and foremost, I hear a lot of people talking about like his family and his crew. When you the leader, it's on you because you end up searching that lifestyle. You end up wanting to be down. And what I had to learn is that people come into your life for four reasons. To add, subtract, multiply, or divide. You have to choose wisely. He has way too much to lose. Trust me, I've been that young player carrying a gun. And Will Bond alluded to this. When you start waving it, that could get you killed. That, that ain't, that's, that's, a, that's an entirely different thing than we're talking about a superstar athlete should be putting themselves in position. And as Stephen A mentioned, that's him on the video, on his IG Live. Ain't nobody coaxing him. Ain't nobody got a, 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 ain't nobody egging him on to do that. That's a personal choice. And a lot of times, guys, as I mentioned, fame can be a drug. And I don't know what type of pain that he deals with and type of anxiety that he has or what types of substances that he may be using. And I'm glad in this statement that he owned that I need to make changes for me because as the leader, as the breadwinner, you control the environment. The people that are around you, you select. And a lot of times, unfortunately, and Wilbon alluded to this also, when we start to get fame, when we start to get money, then we try to feel like we keeping it real. Like we trying to be down now, we trying to be tough now, we trying to be hard now, but you made it. And once you make it, your job is to uplift, to enlighten. And I'm glad this actually happened at this point of his life. He's a 23 year old young man. Nobody got arrested, nobody got injured. And I'm hearing too many stories about pistols, okay? Allegedly with the 17-year-old kid, allegedly with the Indiana Pacer staff. Last night on IG Live, I saw the video like you guys did, brandishing the gun. The next step to that is now recovery. And I believe that he's on that path. I'm happy that he's on that path. He's gonna return and he's gonna be a better person. And because of all of this taking place, he's now gonna be able to live his full potential. I hope you were empowered and blessed by those comments from NBA star and ESPN analyst Jalen Rose as he was sharing uh, aspects, certain aspects of his testimony. This young man is um, has been through a lot, but he's also giving back to uh, young black boys uh, right here in the city of Detroit, doing some phenomenal things. And um, we, uh, our hats off, our, our hats are off to him. Shouts out to Jalen Rose and what he is doing at the Jalen Rose Academy right here in the city of Detroit. Uh, he is doing some great things with our young men um, as they transition from boyhood to manhood. And, uh, you know, many of them 
don't have men and male role models in their lives and he is um, providing them that opportunity uh, to be mentored and to be educated by uh, uh, inspiring and positive black men right here in the city of Detroit. So shouts out to him and um, we hope he continues that effort and, um, and more schools like him are um, erected right here in the city and even around the country that are designed to help build up our young black men. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's man-to-man edition of Thinking Out Loud radio show. I hope and pray this was a blessing to somebody, uh, uh, some young man that was listening. I hope I was speaking directly to you as we talked about the John Moran situation. Uh, We talked about the Alabama basketball players and even talking about the positivity that's emanating from uh, the the LeBron James and Rich Paul relationship and uh, their business ventures. You know, again, I always want to end the show on a positive note uh, because yes, we are bombarded with a lot of negativity, uh, but at the same time, I want to uh, let you know that there is some young men that are doing some positive things in this world. We just have to direct our attention toward those young men and redirect it away from uh, the negativity that exists in our society and uh, this platform will continue to do that so you can be sure you can always get some level of positivity and inspiration when you tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show so again thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it right here with us on this week's edition of the Man to Man Thinking Out Loud radio show Remember to subscribe to the podcast. Um, You can um, uh, click that subscription link there. Whatever you're listening to, the Thinking Out Loud radio show, podcast, make sure you write a review as well because your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Be sure to share the link on your social media and help us to reach other listeners uh, as well. Uh, We believe we're doing a great work uh, in this uh, podcast realm and environment. And so we're deputizing each and every one of you, our listeners, to share, share, and share alike uh, these podcast episodes with your family, with your fans, with your followers, so they can be empowered and uplifted uh, just like you are each and every week. Thank you so much, guys, who are doing that already. We appreciate your support of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And guys, we've got some great interviews coming up. We're still working on for the month of March. So please stay tuned each and every week. We're going to be bringing you some powerful shows with powerful, influential guests and thought leaders for the month of March, Women's History Month. I guarantee it. We've got some great interviews that that we have lined up. We'll be sharing with you in just a little bit. So guys, stay tuned for that. And uh, keep uh, keep letting people know about what's happening right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Getting ready to get out of here, but always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for listening.
thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Want to be a guest on the podcast? Send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in each week for the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, giving voice to issues that matter to you.